Welcome to Art Journal with the Moon, a podcast about learning how to practice magic, tend to the soul, and do your deep emotional healing with your art journal and the moon hosted by Dana DuPont. In this podcast, I share with you the comings and goings of the moon in the week ahead, my suggestions for aligning with her energy in a creative way, and my tips and tricks for art journaling with the moon. Here, we explore lunar cycles, seasonal shifts, and art journaling to find our way back to the grounding rhythms of the natural world, to step into our power, and to access our own inner magic. The moon is our companion, and the seasons our muse, guiding us to create, reflect, and grow through the colorful pages of our art journals. So come, gather round, and let's weave magic, art, and healing into your daily life. Welcome to another week of art journaling with the moon. This week, I really want to talk about emotional cleansing, and that's because we're in the waning moon phases. And personally, I wish when I was a little girl, someone would have taught me about emotional clearing and cleansing. They taught me to comb my hair, wash my face and brush my teeth, but no one knew to teach me how to clear the accumulated emotional energy, stress or trauma that I experienced and absorbed. It's really such a simple thing. It's kind of like as simple as brushing my teeth, but not doing it caused so much damage to my body and relationships because I didn't know I needed to do it, nor did I know how to do it, nor did I know when to do it, nor did I know that I needed to do it regularly and consistently. And like taking care of my gums and teeth, it is something I must continue to do for as long as I live. I'm a highly sensitive person who absorbs a lot of information. This is just needs to be part of my routine. It's such a foundational step in self-care and I had no idea, nor did any of the people who cared for me. They didn't have any idea either because it wasn't part of their everyday life. It wasn't part of their culture. It wasn't even on their radar. They literally had no idea it was something we all need to do to take care of our bodies and our emotional and mental well-being. Trauma and the emotional baggage were just something we all just carried around and lived with. It was all very heavy and yucky. Physically, I saw unresolved trauma manifest as chronic pain, tension, and other ailments with my body internalizing the emotional pain and expressing it through a lot of various symptoms, especially with my mast cells. I also witnessed heightened states of stress, anxiety, or emotional sensitivity with myself and with the people around me, just reacting intensely to situations that may seem minor to others, but was actually triggering deep, unresolved pain, which is why I art journal with the moon now to help me do this emotional clearing in a regular way. It was normal for people at the time to, because they had no idea what they were actually feeling nor did they find it at all relevant or important to be attuned to their emotional experience. Being attuned to their emotions was a foreign language, and they really didn't have a desire to learn it. Instead, it was normal for everyone to overreact to emotional triggers and to blame and project and cause misunderstandings and engage in conflicts and live with that tension and that strain. The intense emotional reactions created between us made genuine connection difficult. So even though we really wanted it, it was hard to really authentically feel it. 
Untreated trauma resulted in lives around me shadowed by pain, tension, and disconnection, including my own. And this is just what normal looked like at the time. And I know it's what normal looked like for generations before me. Welcome to the 70s and the 80s. The truth is, without regular emotional cleansing, people risk compromising their well-being and the quality of their relationships. And this is especially true for empaths and highly sensitive people and people with a history of trauma. Highly sensitive and empathic individuals are like sponges, absorbing the emotions and energies of people and environments around them, even when we're not consciously aware that we're doing this. This absorption can lead to emotional overload, like it did for me, making it crucial to regularly release these accumulated energies. And just as a side note here, what I've noticed in my life is because I do a lot of deep emotional healing work in my private practice, I've noticed that when I don't clear, I tend to store it in my right hip. So my right hip will start to feel really full of tension and pain and become uncomfortable. And I've noticed over time that whenever I do my emotional clearing work or whenever I listen to my map method recordings, especially the one with the hips, where it's like going into the cartilages and the bones and the ligaments and clearing the memories from that area in my body, it just feels a thousand times better because my body just releases and let goes what it has been carrying. So emotional that emotional cleansing can help in preventing that burnout or the overwhelm. And it can obviously bring about a sense of lightness and peace. Clearing emotional clutter enables highly sensitive people like me to think more clearly and maintain some focus. I, it helps us to make better decisions, obviously, because we can maintain that focus and be a little bit more clear. Emotional baggage obviously can also manifest as physical ailments, as I was talking about with my hip, but also I experienced that with my MCIS. Regular emotional cleansing can thus contribute to better physical health by releasing the stress and tension that we store in the body. By regularly processing and releasing our emotions, highly sensitive and empathic people can strengthen their emotional resilience, helping us cope more effectively with future stresses that come our way and the emotional challenges that end up inevitably, you know, greeting us all the time. Emotional cleansing also helps in resolving and letting go of resentments and anger and hurt and fostering healthier and more harmonious relationships with others, not to mention Regular cleansing of emotional baggage can enhance the intuitive and empathic abilities of our, our, our sensitive selves, which allows us to use our creative and healing gifts more effectively. So that's the superpowers that our, you know, highly sensitive nature comes with. And when we're clearing, we can actually use them. So freeing ourselves from that accumulation of other people's emotions and energies and the emotions and energies that we store within ourselves that we just haven't had time to digest or process yet, that really helps us to connect more deeply with our true self. And it helps us to align our values and our desires with our life purpose. We just get more on path. With my body's sensitivities, it really has become a non-negotiable. I can no longer function well without emotional clearing. I've just become so sensitive to it. 
and experiencing the heaviness and tension that comes from being around people who don't tend to their emotions on a regular basis is a little challenging. Emotional clearing and cleansing to me is tending to or releasing like those pent up emotions or the stress and negativity and then restoring the balance and harmony to my heart and body. It can also mean regulating my nervous system. I do it with moon rituals and art and map method recordings that I create. Those have become my regular ways of clearing and cleansing the emotional and energetic information that my highly sensitive system experiences and absorbs so easily. So I wonder if you could just take a moment and consider what are your ways of doing that clearing? And can you add a little bit more during this you know, waning moon phase that we're in, especially since we're moving towards a new moon that is also about releasing and letting go, or it has some really big signatures of that. I was listening to my astrology mentor, Kelly Surtees, and she described how this new moon, although new moons are typically about planting new seeds of intention, this particular new moon has a lot of that release and letting go since it's really close to the south node and it's part of an eclipse. So Eclipses tend to bring major beginnings or and or major endings. And this particular one looks like some major endings or even just some release and letting go. So I understand that emotional clearing and cleansing is a luxury that often only more privileged individuals or cultures can afford to indulge in because it requires the time, space and energy and resources that many people that are struggling with basic survival or even systemic oppression they just don't have access to or they don't have time or space for it. When one is preoccupied with meeting their fundamental needs like food, shelter, or safety, or struggling to move through oppressive systems, attending to emotional well-being is secondary. So it's probably why I grew up the way I did. There are a lot of generations before me that just really didn't have the time or resources for such things. It's crucial, I think, to approach this topic with that sensitivity and respect. However, for those of us who do have the privilege to allocate time and energy to emotional healing and cleansing, I think it's important to do so. Prioritizing emotional well-being isn't just a means of personal growth and fulfillment. I think it's also a way to cultivate patience and understanding and wisdom that can positively impact our interactions with each other we're going to end up being able to contribute to our community and be able to support others if we really take care of our own emotional well-being as well. So when we're emotionally balanced and clear, we're better equipped to approach each other with compassion, to offer support and contribute more effectively to the collective of our communities. By acknowledging this privilege that we have, then we can use it to foster more emotional health and we can create a ripple effect, hopefully fostering more empathic and understanding in our society, which I hope can be a beacon and support for anyone who does need it. It's not just self-care, it's caring for the collective by starting with the self. And I know it's just one small thing and there's so much work that needs to be done and it's a complex system that needs so many changes but there this is a small step and small steps are important as well this week in fact for the first three weeks of october it seems like a great time to make that emotional cleansing a priority we're in the waning 
moon phases, it's the season of autumn, and we're starting eclipse season. And as I said, the upcoming new moon has those big signatures of release and letting go. So it's just a really great time to just think about what it is you want to let go. Are there some limiting beliefs? Is there some emotional baggage from the past? Did you just absorb a lot of energy and thoughts from the people around you or from the environments around you? Depending what your sensitivities tend to pick up, you might have absorbed different things from different places. If you're wondering if you have any emotional clearing or cleansing that you need to do, you might want to just listen to the following questions and see if you answer yes to any of them. Because if you answer yes to any of them, I'm going to suggest that you do have a little bit of emotion clearing that might be important to do and that you take some time to do that. So these are the questions. So just take a moment to reflect. Have you been feeling unusually fatigued or drained recently without like a clear physical cause? Are you holding on to any resentment or unforgiveness that is affecting your mood or one of your relationships? Do you frequently feel overwhelmed by negative emotions such as anger, fear, or sadness? Have you noticed you've been reacting a lot lately? Have you been experiencing frequent mood swings or feeling emotionally unstable? Do you often feel stuck in the past, unable to fully embrace the present or look forward to the future? Does that feel difficult for you? Is there a situation or a relationship that you keep revisiting mentally, but you just can't seem to resolve? Do you notice you're feeling burdened by things that didn't used to bother you? Are you struggling with feelings of worthlessness or pervasive sense of inadequacy or is just your inner credit getting really loud? If you answer yes to any of these questions, then I suggest you take some time this week to really work on that emotional clearing. And if you do that in your art journal with the moon, then you can just play on the pages and just allow yourself to play with line, color, imagery, symbols, and just see what comes out. And then take a moment to reflect on what you created and see, okay, what is this showing me that I need to release or let go? Or you can start by actually consciously focusing on something that you know you need to release and let go and create a page around that. And just as if you're dumping all of the energy and all of the emotions onto the page. Trust me, your art journal can handle it and it can take it, and it you will feel lighter. If you do have some of that emotional working, you might also want to join me on my Held by the Moon live online gatherings. My next gathering is actually on Monday, October 2nd at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, but I do these regularly, so if you check it out um, on my webpage at danadupont.com, and then look under services, you'll see held by the moon. Um, and these are just creative gatherings where we art journal with the moon 
And this week, we're actually focusing on that emotional clearing and cleansing. So we do the two things. We work with our art journals to do that re release work, but then we also work with the map method um, to really work with the subconscious mind, to rewire the brain and do that emotional work on a little bit of a deeper level um, so that we can clear and neutralize memories that might want to be tended to. So like I was saying this week, our theme is releasing limiting beliefs with the waning moon, because you can think of that waning moon like the beginning of a great, big, satisfying exhale. It's a time when you can reflect on what you need to release or let go or who it is you need to forgive, including yourself. And in order to support, you know, whatever is coming new in the next lunar cycle. So during this particular gathering, what I do is we align with the moon. We identify what you need to release. We create a page in your art journal to release whatever you're ready to let go. And then we work with the map method to deepen that release and rewire your brain. So now I'm going to share a little bit more about each day of the week and the journal prompts that you can use to align with the lunar energy in your art journal. On Monday, the moon is in the disseminating phase, and it's also moving from Taurus to Gemini. It's having a lot of relationships with other planets. It's having a relationship with Mercury, Neptune, and Pluto. It's also having a tense relationship with Venus and an intense relationship with Uranus. The disseminating phase is when the moon is just starting to become smaller. So we're moving away from that full moon, and it's signaling a time to rest, relax and rejuvenate and move inward and focus on the self. This is, isn't really a great time to start anything new. It's more a time to reflect. It's a time to express your devotion to spirit or to present offerings to the divine or your spirit allies or your ancestors or the earth. It's also a great time to share the wisdom and knowledge you've harvested because there's like this generosity or this giving that quality to the waning phases of the moon. We're taking note of everything that we received as the moon was growing in power and feeling grateful for that and then turning around and sharing what we learned or received with the people we love and care about or with the greater community that we feel connected to. So there's also this like release or letting go that I described because it's a good time to look back on everything that has happened since the new moon and reflect on that abundance you received during the full moon. And then think, okay, what are, what do I want to manifest now? Or what do I need to let go from what I've seen happened in the last few weeks? Think of the descending moon like a beginning of a, that great big satisfying exhale where you can reflect on who it is it is time to forgive and what it is it is time to let go. So in your art journal, draw, paint, or collage an image that represents what you want to release or let go. On Tuesday, the moon is in the disseminating phase and it's the sign of Gemini. It's also having a tense relationship with Saturn and a happy relationship with the sun. You can see all of this moon update and journal prompts on my blog at danadepont.com forward slash blog. 
And you'll see that I also give a visual representation of what's going on with the moon. So you might want to check that out because if you're a visual learner like me, it's really helpful to see um, what's happening with the moon in a visual way. Gemini is symbolized by the twins and it's the third sign in the zodiac. So it's synonymous with duality, communication and curiosity. As an air sign under the rulership of Mercury, the planet of communication, intelligence, and information exchange, Gemini's influence is often marked by a lively intellectual curiosity and a desire for a lot of different kinds of experiences. When the moon, which is closely linked to your emotions and your intuition, journeys through Gemini, it creates this dynamic interplay between your heart and your mind. The moon's emotional intuitiveness aligns with that Gemini's intellectual curiosity, resulting in energy that stimulates both your feelings and your thoughts. While the moon is in Gemini, you might feel more curious and open than usual, leading you toward exploration or learning and the quest for new ideas and concepts. Communication, especially around emotions, becomes an important theme as the Gemini moon encourages open dialogue, transparency, sharing of ideas, and meaningful conversation. Gemini moon days are also characterized by a noticeable kind of versatility or flexibility or adaptability because Gemini is great for that, as are all the mutable signs. So it helps you to see various perspectives or better understand your feelings or those of other people's. Furthermore, the Gemini moon encourages you to explore your inner duality. I know like the twins that it symbolizes. This exploration allows you to become more comfortable with the many faces and dimensions of your inner self. You're going to see that, oh, I am complex. I have a lot of beautiful parts. I have a lot of parts that I'm ashamed of. I have a lot of darker parts. I have a lot of light parts. Because yes, you have many more sides to you than you realize. So it's a good day for mindful communication and seeking out conversations that stimulate you and nurture your spirit. Or it could also involve heart-to-heart talks with loved ones or lively debates with friends with an emphasis on expressing feelings. It's also a good day for intellectual stimulation through books or watching a documentary or taking a course. Because Gemini's influence can sometimes result in a whirlwind of thoughts and emotions, Journaling and being with your art journal today is a really great idea because it can help provide clarity and understanding. So for a deeper introspection with this Gemini waning moon, you might want to consider some of the following questions. How can I better communicate my feelings to others? What new idea or topic am I curious to explore? How am I embracing the duality within myself? In what ways can I adapt the emotional changes I'm experiencing? And how can I use my intellectual curiosity to support my emotional well-being? Above all, this Gemini Moon Day is a great reminder that the dance between your heart and your mind when embraced can lead to a far more enriching and balanced emotional and spiritual life. So in your art journal, draw, paint, or collage an image that represents the many inner parts that make up the whole of you. On Wednesday, the disseminating moon moves into the sign um, that, sorry, it stays in the sign of Gemini, and it's having a tense relationship with Neptune and a happy relationship with Mars. 
the move is the moon being in this helpful relationship with Mars. To me, it kind of means the moon's drawing down this energy to help you set boundaries, stand up for yourself and feel motivated and ready to take action. This energy can help you express your emotions instead of, instead of letting them build up, which is what we want. It can also influence the spiritual properties of the moon and her relationship with your intuition. So it might be a really great day to connect with your spirit guides or your angels or your spirit allies or your ancestors and then trust any kind of spiritual adventure your soul ends up going on today. I want you to picture what it looks and feels like when you trust your intuition and your emotions. What does it feel like in your body when you accept how you feel? What does it look like in your life when you trust your gut? So in your art journal, draw, paint, or collage an image that represents trusting your intuition. On Thursday, the disseminating moon moves into that sign of cancer. It's also having a happy relationship with Venus and Saturn and a tense relationship with Mercury. The moon in that sign of cancer is connected to your emotions. It's also like the thoughtful friend um, because that cancer energy is very nurturing. So it's like that friend who always remembers your birthday and shows up with tissues and ice cream when you're feeling down. Emotionally, cancer is all about the family and home and those cozy comfort zones. It's like a warm blanket that wraps around you, offering a sense of security in an uncertain world. And we all need that from time to time. Cancer's energy can also be a bit moody and prone to emotional waves. It's a time to honor your feelings, even the messy, ugly ones, and to nurture your inner emotional landscape. Spiritually, the sign of cancer invites you to dive into your own psyche, to explore the depths of your emotions, and to connect with your intuition. It also encourages you to seek solace within yourself and to create a safe inner haven. Consider the ways that you can offer yourself the love and care you might be unconsciously seeking from external sources. Today in your art journal, create a visual representation of your emotional sanctuary. What would it look like if you had the perfect space to be comforted and nurtured? What colors, textures, and images resonate with the idea of emotional security for you? Allow your art to be a reminder that you carry your safe haven within, no matter the storm outside. On Friday, the moon is in the last quarter phase and it's still in the sign of cancer and it's having a happy relationship with Venus. The last quarter moon, also known as the like third quarter or a waning half moon, is the second to last phase of the moon's monthly cycle. After the brilliance of the full moon, the moon's illumination begins to wane, drawing us inward again. This last quarter moon stands as a symbolic crossroads. It's like a time for reflection, release, and inner transformation. The last quarter moon is viewed as a time of introspection and surrender. As the moonlight diminishes, we're invited to draw inwards and assess our own inner landscapes. It's a period of letting go, symbolizing the release of old beliefs, habits, or emotional baggage that no longer serves us. Emotionally, this phase is about acceptance and forgiveness. 
We are encouraged to make peace with our past, to cultivate forgiveness towards ourselves and others, and create space for new possibilities and growth. To enhance your experience with the last quarter moon, you might want to consider some of these questions. What lessons have you learned since the last moon cycle? What are you ready to let go of? How have you grown or changed over this moon cycle? Who or what do you need to forgive to move forward? What seeds of intention do you want to plant for the next cycle? The last quarter moon invites you to pause, look inward, and clear away what no longer serves you. As you align with the moon, you nurture your ability to adapt and release and prepare yourself for new beginnings. So as you look up at the sky or be with your art journal tonight, take a moment to remember that every ending is a new beginning in disguise. And in your art journal, draw, paint, or collage an image that represents something from your inner world being transformed into something new. On Saturday, the last quarter moon is moving into the sign of Leo and having a happy relationship with Uranus and Neptune, an opposing relationship with Pluto, and a tense relationship with Mars. Leo is a fixed fire sign and it's ruled by the sun. So when the moon enters Leo, it highlights a bit more of that sun's radiant energy. Imagine the moon, which is kind of like our celestial reflector of emotions, soaking in the sun's light and bringing forth feelings of loyalty and warmth and optimism and power. This is the core of that Leo energy. It beckons you to shine your light unapologetically, to bask in the warmth of your inner worth, and to confidently project your unique essence into the world. So let's channel this Leo moon energy into your art journal. Begin by thinking of your inner light, that undying spark within you that remains radiant regardless of life's ups and downs. That is your core. It's forever glowing, forever worthy of love, respect, and all the things that are good. On a blank page, start by drawing or painting a re representant of this light. It could be a simple flame, a radiant sun, maybe it's like a gem or just anything that to you symbolizes your inner brilliance. As you create this representation, visualize your light growing brighter and becoming more powerful in your life, pulling in more positivity, more opportunities, and more goodness. As Leo's energy encourages expressiveness and especially childlike playfulness, let your art journaling be fun and judgment-free. Just let yourself play. Use bold colors if you want and vivid imagery because Leo energy really likes that. You might even want to incorporate a little glitter or gold to represent that shimmering quality of Leo and the moon. Or maybe you want to include some affirmations that resonate with Leo's warmth and power, such as I am radiant and worthy or my light attracts goodness or I shine brightly unapologetically. So in your art journal, draw, paint, or collage an image on Saturday that represents your inner light and how you want it to shine more during the next lunar cycle.
And finally, on Sunday, the last quarter moon is in the sign of Leo, and it's having a happy relationship with Mercury and a tense relationship with Jupiter. When the moon and Mercury are in this happy relationship, it's like your heart and mind are able to find harmony. This invites better communication, allowing you to articulate your feelings and your thoughts with more clarity and grace. It's a good time to ask yourself how your words can mirror your truest feelings or how you can speak your truth with love and clarity. You're also more likely to feel empathy and compassion. Because the moon also represents your intuition and Mercury is the messenger that can go between our world and the world of spirit, it's also a great day to connect with your spirit allies or your ancestors. How might your intuitive insights help you navigate the problems that you face today? Or what spiritual knowledge would help you today? Mercury wants to bring information from unseen realms to you. So, and it wants to communicate this to help you. And that includes your subconscious and all the memories you might have buried, exiled, or forgotten that were causing you to feel stuck or blocked. So ask yourself on Sunday, what do I need to see? How can I invite my inner parts that live within me to communicate their beliefs, their fears, their memories, or whatever needs that they have? Inviting your past to speak to you brings wisdom and insight into your actions and choices today. In your art journal on Sunday, Draw, paint, or create a collage of images that represents a message you received from your spirit allies or from your subconscious realm. I hope you enjoy art journaling with the moon this week. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to read about the weekly moon updates and daily art journal with the moon prompts I share here and enjoy the visual map of the moon's comings and goings I create every week, check out my blog at danadepont.com forward slash blog. That's D-A-N-A-D-A-P-O-N-T-E dot com forward slash blog. If you know a creative spirit who would love this episode, please share with them so they can art journal with the moon alongside us. And if you don't want to miss the next episode, make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. And please, if you could be so kind as to leave a review on your podcast app, it doesn't take much time, but it helps me grow and improves accessibility to other listeners. Plus, my heart does a little hapty loop de loop when I receive a little support and love. Thanks for listening. See you next week.